Amen. Thank you. Please remain standing for the reading of the scripture, which can be found in John chapter 8, verses 31 through 47. And that's on page 1663 in the Pew Bible. Hear the word of God. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants. You are ready to, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the father's presence and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your father, own father does. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. For I came from God, and now I am here. I have not come on my own, but he sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? I am telling you the truth. Why don't you believe me? He who belongs to God, here's what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. This is the word of God for the people of God. All right. You may be seated. I'm seeing more and more in our world today that there's people that they're listening to the father of lies and they don't realize it. They may be listening to God or maybe not, but they're definitely listening to the father of lies and they don't realize it. I really believe that God in this time and has been for a while now been wanting people to know the truth about spiritual matters. That Satan cares nothing for you, never has, never will, has no compassion, could care less about anything about you, and will do anything to destroy you. Sure, we know that, right? He comes to seek, to, to, to steal, kill, and destroy, as it says in John chapter 10. But do we believe it? Do we understand it? Part of the way he does this is he makes us feel like we're worth nothing. So as I was preparing this morning, I, I was 
find myself lately asking God at the very last minute, God, you haven't given me anything to say yet. And I know why. He wants to wait till the last minute to show that he can speak through anyone, any of you even, and give a sermon. Now, I know not any, many of you would want to come up here and do so, but if you want to, let me know. Because God's speaking to somebody to come up here and speak sometime. So that aside, I said, God, what am I going to do? I walked into my office in my house where I work, work from home, and I saw the first five things I saw God was saying, pick them up. So I picked up five things and I put them in this bag. And this is the order I picked them up in. A post-it note, and beside it was a pen. And then I saw on the other side of my desk, and I don't know why it was there, a safety pin. And then I looked on the floor. <laughs> I don't know why it was on the floor. I found a battery. And finally, I, on the floor, and I'm glad I saw it because I could have stepped on it, a very long screw. So what do all these things have in common? If you said absolutely nothing, you're, you're correct. <laughs> but let's think about this for a moment. If I needed to leave a note for someone, I now have a piece of paper and a pen. I can write on the pen. If I need to hang it up somewhere, I got a screw that I can use to hang it up. You might say, oh, but it, it's sticky. Well, no, this one's not sticky. All the stickiness is worn off. Or maybe I want to put my name on it and pin it to my shirt so people know who I am. So I have that. And that leaves this battery. It's a dead battery, by the way. And I thought for a moment, I thought, what am I going to, what could I do with the battery, Lord? This all makes sense. Well, you still might be able to get some things out of it, like you could rip the paper off. You could burn the paper to start a fire. There might be things in here that you might be able to use to help start a fire. And I know for sure that there's a pin in the middle of this battery that conducts the electricity, um, the center of the battery. You could rip the battery apart and use that. Or you could even take the insides out and put water in it. There's all kinds of things you can do if you use your mind. So what's my point? Oh, and then we could even talk about the bag. We could keep them all dry. That makes six things. Wouldn't it be neat if we had seven things, though? You know, if you have seven, that's a good number. If we could put seven things, the bag and these five things that I found, and then I realized we have something that we always have with us. Air which represents the Spirit of God. You can't tell, but and there's a hole in the bag from the pen, but uh, so all the air leaked out, but that represents the Spirit of God. Many times in the Bible it does. So what are these things for? Are we all the same? Every single person in here, are we the same? Absolutely not. We are all very different in many ways. Who's worth more? Me, because I'm standing up here? No way. Don't even try to do that to me. I will be the first one to tell you, don't try to put me on a pedestal. I don't belong there. Our lovely musicians, yeah, they're worth something. 
they probably tell you the same thing, though. Don't put me on a pedestal, right? Absolutely. But they're important. What about all of you? Absolutely important. We all have worth. But when we listen to the father of lies, that worth gets destroyed. This battery's dead. Is it useful? Yes. I came up with a couple of things just off the top of my head or what we could do with a dead battery. What if the pen runs out of ink? Well, you can stab things. You know, you need to poke a hole in something or you, and a little animal comes by, you could stab it. What good's a screw without a screwdriver? You can scrape. It's pretty sharp on the edge. You can scrape things. There's all kinds of things we can come to find the worth. And another thing that these things can do, they can harm one another. I could scribble all over that paper with the pen and make that paper useless. I can take that screw and just rip that paper to shreds. I can cut that pen in half. I can destroy that battery. I can poke holes in everything with that pen. So all of us, we can either build each other up and use each other, or we can tear each other apart. Too often in churches, they tear each other apart because they're listening to the wrong voice. They're listening to the father of lies. Right in the very beginning, Jesus said, when you follow him and know the truth, the truth will set you free. Now, I, at one point in my life, maybe you have too, thought when I read that, I live in America. I'm already free. And then I kept reading. And the Pharisees said the same thing. We're already free. Our ancestors came out of Egypt. So what are you talking about? We're free. Are they? Are we? Are we really free? Sure, in America, we live in freedom. But are we free spiritually? You see, sin causes problems in our lives. We don't even realize it sometimes. Sometimes it's pretty obvious. You know, especially if you break the law, you're going to lose your freedom. But there are things that the law says are okay. You're not going to go to jail for committing certain sins, but, oh, you're going to just put your mind in a trap. You're going to put your mind in a vice. You're going to destroy yourself, whether you realize it or not, whether you see it or not. And Jesus wants to free us from those things by knowing the truth, by telling the truth, by living the truth. And it starts with, you are worth something. You are worth something. If I, had, if I had a piece of paper in my hand, and I said to you, it's green, it's made more than just paper, it's got pictures on it, and I started describing a paper bill, money, how many of you would want it? Or how many of you would say, what number's on it? <laughs> One or 100? That makes a big difference, right? What if I won't tell you? I, I, okay, so it's money, but I'm not going to tell you what the number is. Would you still be interested? I'm going to give it to the first person who come up here. Would you come up? I know somebody would. So let me see if I got a dollar in my pocket. 
But what I'm saying is, we know when we see that paper colored a certain way with pictures of people we know, famous people from our past, we know it's got value, it's worth something. We can use it for something. Those objects, I just showed you what we can use them for. You'd probably rather have even a dollar more than you'd want a a spare battery or a screw, right? Because you can spend that on what you want. But what I'm getting at is God doesn't put a number on us. He puts a value on us, though. And he bought us. He purchased us with a price. Because we were destined for destruction. We were destined for complete destruction. Just, we had no value in our sinful nature. But he sent his son to give us value, to give us worth. And I don't care what you look like. I don't care what your past looks like. I don't care how tall you are, how short you are, what color hair you have. I don't care. God sees you as something of great worth. And yes, you can help to build up the kingdom. You might say, well, I can't speak like you do, Phil. I can't either. God does this through me. This isn't me. This is not me at all. This is God speaking to all of you right now through me. You say, oh, okay, God doesn't speak to me that way. Okay, so, okay, I understand. But we can find something to help build up the kingdom because God doesn't make junk. He doesn't. Every single one of us has value in our lives because God has put that value on us. He stamped us. Just like when they print money, they put a number a two and a zero on it, or they put a one zero zero on it, or a five zero, and they it gets a certain value. That paper doesn't know what it's worth, but we do. Sometimes we don't know what we're worth, but God does. And we use the money for things. God will use us if we let him, because he sees us with value, and we have worth. But we have got to stop listening to the father of lies. Because you know what he says? You can't do that. That's way beyond your comprehension. You don't have the education for it. You don't have the skill set for it. You don't have the youthfulness for it. He tells us whatever it takes to make us believe that we can't do something. Who's listening to him? I know we do. But when we reject him and replace him with what God has said, we can make a difference. We can make a difference. And we are. Now, I'm, when I point out a few things, it's, if I forget something, it's not that I don't consider what you're doing not valuable. I just forgot. But we do things in this church that have great value, like our give out on Monday night and Wednesdays when we give out food. And Tuesdays, people help bring food in from the truck. That's worth something. The things that we do for the kids with the, the, the children's church program, 
the singers, the janitor, the person who plows our parking lot. Thank you, Ron Colvin, if you're watching. All these things, every single one of us has something we add, and sometimes we don't see it. There are people who pray every day for the people in this church. Do you hear the prayers? Do you see them praying? But they're praying for you. And you might be sitting there saying, well, he hasn't mentioned anything I do. Okay, tell me what it is so I can mention it next time, because I know you're doing something. We all have value and worth, because God has given it to us. And right now, somebody's hearing something we can't see, a spirit we can't see, whispering in our ear saying, he's not talking about you. You're not worth anything. Don't listen to him. He's full of it. Don't listen to that. Listen to the truth. Because when you believe you have value, you start to understand what freedom is. And let me tell you, I know personally because I believed I had no value. Sure, I was a pastor. I didn't believe I was any good. And it doesn't matter now if I believe that or not, because it only matters what God believes, and I'm still here standing speaking to you, so I trust God. So don't listen to what you tell yourself or what the enemy tells you. Listen to what God is telling you. You have incredible worth in this world. And your father is speaking to you. Not the father of lies. He's not your father. Because you were adopted into his family. And when you were adopted, you become a son or a daughter in the family of God. And when you do, as Jesus said in the scripture, that lasts forever. A son and a daughter have more value than someone who's outside the family. So if you want to know who you are, you want to know what's my purpose, what's my identity, you are a child of God. You are a child of God. Yes, every single person who hears my voice, you are a child of God. And no one can take that away from you. And it doesn't make you more valuable or less valuable than the person sitting behind you, in front of you, or 10 rows back. Or if you're in the back, 10 rows forward. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We all have this same value. And God has given it to us. And what God gives, no one can take away. So this battle still rages in our minds. I told you I was stressed out this morning. You know why? There was a battle raging in my mind, trying to put all these pieces together. And then I saw that little note up there, and it reminded me that God's the one in control. That God's the one in control. Because God told someone to write that note for myself and for Stephen, Mary Catherine, and put it up there, and it worked. And it reminded me to stop listening to all that stuff going on and listen to God. We can do that too. Every single one of us. Don't, don't tell me you're not worth it. Because I'll tell you that you are. And I'll show you how you are. 
because God will speak to me and tell me how he sees you worthwhile. So if you do feel like, still feel like you don't have worth, tell me, because God will speak through me and I'll tell you where you have worth. Because he loves every single one of us and he's not going to let any of us go. And he wants us all to find freedom. So we can come together like these five different objects picked at random and they can all work together for something good. Don't let them tear each other apart. When you find yourself wanting to tear someone down, just remember who it is that is telling you to tear that person down. It's not God. Stop it in that moment. Don't feel bad. Don't don't fall into the trap of, oh my gosh, I just did something bad. Don't fall into that trap either. Just stop it, reject it, turn to God and say, God, take over. You don't even have to say, I'm sorry, God. He knows, okay? Yes, that's good. Do say that. But just in that moment, when you're tearing someone down, you stop it, you reject it, and you say, God, take over. And you watch. Guaranteed, 100%, it's going to change. It will change. Because God doesn't want you tearing people down. He wants you working with them to build each other up. I came up with things that we could use for these. You could probably come up with others. But the point is that all of us, being different, can work together to build up and make a unique church environment for all of us. And let me tell you, the time is coming when we're going to need each other very much. We're not going to want to live any longer knowing, oh, yeah, I saw that person in church. They sit on the other side. Get to know that person because we're going to need each other. And we're going to need this family that we have to build each other up. And others are going to want to become a part of it too. And we need to let them in, no matter what their past, no matter what their present, no matter what they look like. We need to have them because we're all part of God's valuable creation that he put his name on. Are you ready? We can do this. And as Ian would say, we get to do this. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for putting your worth in us. Now, Father, we pray that this day going forward, we will remember this message. Silence the enemy that speaks to us and tells us lies. Silence them and remove them that we hear only your voice and that we believe we have value and worth. No matter who we are, Lord. And then, Lord, help us to remove the junk that we've put in our lives. Help us to remove it so that we truly can find freedom and further build up that worth that others can see it too. We ask you to do this for us, Lord, because we know you can and we trust you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.